You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Piddle, uh, Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Sorry, we were laughing before we got on the air here. <laughs> we were already having fun. Uh, this is episode number 1089. Do you sell or do you serve? In her latest book, Don't Sell, Let Them Buy. Right. Right. Author Chiquita Jameson teaches readers how to master an easy and proven step-by-step sales conversion process. Welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you, Richard. So, I'm so appreciative. Thank you well, so much. I love having authors on the show. Uh, I, I think it, it takes a commitment to write a book. Yeah, I'd say ask my husband. Okay, right? <laughs> every, every writer's different, but yes. every writer has to put a lot of energy into creating something that they can publish and that people will read. Right, and the art is in the rewriting. Yes. Reading it and, yes. oh my, why did I say that? Right. And Do you, that again. Right. And so, okay, we're jumping right into the writing process. For those of you, many I've talked to, I know a lot in our radio show listening audience believe they have a book in them. Right. About 80% of people think that they, they want to write a book. Right. But very few percentage do. Right. Yeah. And then get it published. Right. Right. So why did you write this book? It's, it's funny you say that. I wanted to write a book for a long time. Okay. My husband says, honey, you ought to put that down on paper. Uh-oh. And I got into a mastermind group, and I'm telling you, everybody should be. If you're in business, you should have a mastermind group. You should always be around people who know more than you do, can help you. Yes. And you know that because of what you do. And CEO. This was unscripted. Yeah, I no, no. <laughs> CEO totally peer groups. I, I mean, yes, that's right? like a no-brainer. I agree. So they all said, you've got to do this. Because I would work, they'd ask me, well, tell me about, I'm stuck in this conversation. I'm not, I'm, you know, if a customer says to me, oh, just give me the price right at the beginning of the conversation, what do I do? Well, that's like a no-brainer for me. Okay. So I constantly would ans- as, you know, answer their questions and they say, you got to put this on paper. Right. You got to do this. So I finally did. I took almost, a, not quite a year, but I got it down. Right. And I'm so glad I did. Okay, so so let's talk a little bit about um, how people can shift from this mindset of selling to guiding. Okay. I, a lot of my audience are business owners, CEOs of middle market companies. Many of them who don't have a previous experience in sales don't enjoy that aspect of the business for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's unpleasant to yeah. them. Because they feel like, right, they feel like they're selling. But that's their mindset. And see, that's where I was at the very beginning. Okay. I thought selling was taking a product or service that I was representing. Yes. And talking a customer into buying it. Yes. Influencing. Well, that's wrong. Is it? You know Bob Berg? The go-giver. Okay. The go-giver. Yes. Oh, my God. He's just got a new book out called The Influencer. Everybody needs to get it. But Bob Berg and John David Mann talk about what selling is. It's really, the word means serving. Oh, wow. Believe it or not. And I was thinking of it the wrong way. And until I changed my mindset and realized, well, for example, what people should do if they're afraid, you first you got to check in with yourself. Are you in a career that gives you joy? If you're not, get out of it. <laughs> if you enjoy what you're doing and you believe in your product and service, then you need to become a product expert. If you're not, you cannot earn the right to be in front of a customer. Right. But the difference is that when you guide somebody, 
you know your product and service, you believe in it, and you have something to give to somebody that helps them have a better way of life. Mm. And that was the mind shift for me. If you want to do that, then it's, it's, it becomes fun. Okay. And when you say guide customers to make their own successful decisions, that's not manipulating them. No, no. It's a structure. Okay. Can you think, Richard, can you think of anything in life that does not have a structure? You're, oh. hold, you're holding, what is this thing? A pen. A pen. That thing did just materialize. No, it, yes. Somebody designed it. Yes. Somebody created it. So if you go into your car, you got to open the door, you turn, you sit down, you turn, you put the key, you push the button, whatever the heck your car is, right? <laughs> right. The point is there's a structure okay. that you follow, and it's repeatable. Why? And this is what took me years to learn. Oh, oh my gosh, I was a slow learner. The point is, is your sales <laughs> conversation is no different. Okay. It's a structure, and that's what I teach people from small business uh, teams to large business teams to entrepreneurs. Okay, Chiquita Jamison. So if it's if it is a guided, structured, how do you keep it fresh and in the moment so that you're actually genuinely responding to a process? That's such a good question. Because when you know where you're going and you know why you're doing it, which is to help somebody have a better way of life, it naturally becomes organic because you know what to say you know when to say it, and if a customer throws you off, you know right how to get right back on target because the structure gives you a sense of confidence mm. because you are, not a sense. It gives you confidence. Okay. You're organized right. and you're calm. And when you're calm and relaxed, you can have a conversation. Uh, it's so simple. Right. Um, okay. Because I think some non-sales people and even sales people who maybe get in a funk feel like they are manipulating the prospect to get what they, then the they don't believe wants. Richard, they don't believe in what they're selling. Okay. They don't believe what they're doing is going to help that client or that okay. potential customer have a better way of life. And, and do they, be, in your book and in your research and the co coaching that you do, do these people believe it because they genuinely care about the prospect? Or do they have this blind vision that what they're selling and representing is so great that everybody should have it regardless of the true need of the person? Do you, do you see yes, the finer point I, I'm asking I you for? I see what you're saying. And that's the difference between this. When you approach, if you're, if you're a salesperson and you approach the world with your, you know, with your hands clenched in a fist. Yes. Then Seems it's all me, me, me. Yeah, and it's all me, me, me. You can't let, if when you let go and you begin focusing on the other person and you give, then a couple of things happen. Number one, you have to realize that everything, what you represent may not be right for everybody. Mm. Right? All right. Yeah. Nothing is right for everyone. Right. But when you have that and you understand that and you ask the right questions, that's a whole other thing we'll talk about. But when you ask the right questions and you find out the answers all lead to what you have to offer, it's such a no-brainer and it's so logical that the customer sees, you know what? I need that. You don't convince them. They convince themselves. Okay. So I, I um, had a career before I owned Critical Master Business, many years in sales and technical sales. I always felt that I was successful because I approached it as a problem solver. 
Like I really wanted to understand what the problem was, and if I had a thing that could fit it and a solution, then I we ought to work together. And if I didn't, I shouldn't force my solution on you. Um, right. Do, is that in in your world of working with totally. salespeople? Solving problems. Oh, it is solving problems. Yeah, that's. But it's the way. First of all, it's it's. You have to approach it from the the idea that you have something that you believe in. Okay. That is right for a certain percentage of people, business owners, right. or whatever it is you're selling. Okay. Right. And if you believe in it, it's the you it the strategy comes in in the questions that you ask okay never ask questions and I'm sure you did this never ask questions where the answers don't lead to your product or service if they don't don't ask them <laughs> it's just basic <laughs> right and it's also the point of that you are a problem solver right but the way you ask the questions should draw out whether their problem is something you can solve. Okay. And if you can't, admit it and move on. Is this a part of the process yeah. that you talk about then? Is, sure is, do. Is using questions to... Oh, yeah, that's a huge part. Where people go crazy is that they begin... Okay, I had six weeks of training, sales training, when I first started. And I was... I thought I was... I was in telephone sales. Uh-oh. And I got back, and I was ready, and on Monday, that day after training, I was there, and I was ready to go, and I started my first call, and all heck went, it just went all crazy. I forgot everything I was trained. <laughs> I spent three months in the bathroom crying. I took everything personal, and I didn't remember anything I was taught. What the heck was I thinking? I was a mediocre rep, and it wasn't until a, years later that I realized it's my fault. I didn't follow the process. Wow. And I didn't invent anything. My book, I'm not, I didn't invent anything. What basically happened is that I followed what Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, and Tom Hopkins, who I love, they, they created the steps of the sale. But right. what I did is I innovated it. Okay. And I brought it up to par, up to where we are now today. Uh -huh. And anybody, I, don't, you, I can't figure out any industry that can't use it. There you go. So there you go. The belief that your solution fits a big audience. It does. Okay. It does. And, and so the audience that's listening to this show are, as I said, CEOs and business owners of middle market companies across North America. Um, are you in, in a, any special industry? Do you work across different industries? Are your sales is your sales training kind of appropriate for regardless the type of product or service that people? Yeah, are I I have not. I've, I'm still looking. Okay. But I haven't found something that it doesn't fit yet. Now, okay. the cycle may be shorter, All right. but it, it seems to fit everybody. So, so when you come in, it, it sounds like you train sales I do. I do. I work their tails off, and <laughs> we have so much fun because I used to be an actress. Really? So the way I train, I, I work. And the way to make this structure work, these nine steps, is you learn it over and over and over. And you work with somebody, and you, you, you strategically work with whatever their product or service is and with their commitment. So these nine steps are universal regardless of the product or service. Yep. Some of them may be shorter You start with gratitude and you end with gratitude. Okay. So there's two of the nine. Well, it's actually first is assume. Do you like to be controlled? Personally? Yeah. No. No, nobody does. That's right? why my first step is assume the lead. Somebody has to take the, the lead. Why not you? Okay. 
And so it makes a lot of sense. And then you end with showing gratitude. Okay. But the first step in the very first beginning, for example, just to give you a, a quick, I'll give you, I'll give the listeners a, a little tidbit. Yeah, please if do. you have a minute, if you don't mind. Okay. Here's the first step. I'm going to demonstrate. Okay. Let's say you're my you. We have a we have a, a scheduled yes. appointment. Yes. Okay. And I'm the rep. Here okay. we go. All right. Richard, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. I just really appreciate the time that you're giving me. That's number one. Okay. I do things in threes. Okay. So the first step of assume the lead is number one, express gratitude. Okay. And which I just did. Yes. The second one is to acknowledge your time. I know that you are busier than a one arm paper hanger. I'm from the Midwest. Yes, right. So I say things. Yeah, better. I like that. I know Folksy. you're I know you're busier than a one arm paper hanger. So what I'm going to do, and then third, is to set an agenda. What I'm going to do is I'm going to visit with you for a few minutes and ask you some questions so I can better find out about your situation, what we talked about on the phone. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you me, what I do, my company, why people choose to do business with us mm -hmm. instead of going with someone else. Okay. And then I'm going to present, if it makes sense, I'm going to share with you some recommendations and let you consider those. And if at that point you feel that you want to move on, we'll move on and we'll take the next step. Will that work for you? Yes, it will. Okay. You just went through the first step. Right. It's simple. And what happened is I expressed gratitude to the customer. Right. I was, am shown as that I'm respectful of their time. They know that I'm the thing that will leave mm -hmm. because there's an agenda. Right. Okay. I'm not the thing that's never going to leave. Right. And there's no commitment. If you think about it, I'm not forcing them to make a commitment. Right. So that kind of lowers their natural defense, That's right? That's right. Because in a selling situation, the buyer, the prospect, there's always a little bit of tension there. And that's this gets rid of it. Right. It's okay. We're just going to visit. Right. No big deal. Right. And You'll decide if we'll yeah, take the next you do step. it. Right. And, and the reason why you do that is maybe you're in the middle and you find out, I can't help this person. Right. Or... I don't want to help this Because not every client's uh, prospect's a good client, right? Right. You right. Need, you, and you need to know when to walk. Right. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, that's the first step, and wow. it goes all the way around. And there are so nine of those? There are nine. And each one has three steps, sub-steps? Mm, yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay. But that's yeah, an yeah, easy, yeah, yeah. that's a, uh, any more than three, you forget them. But three, yeah, three little no, pigs, three brown, mm. right, you got three. All right, chick. this is awesome. So <laughs> what advice would you give to that 80% of the people who think they have a book in them about the actual ability to write a book? I mean, if you if you could give any piece of advice that's kind of that, you know, based on your experience or what you yeah. now know having put pen to paper, what uh, would it be? Or keystroke to computer, yeah, laptop. a little dated there, huh? Pen I would paper. say if you're interested in writing, then the first thing to do is take it in small chunks. Sit down. What's your story? What are you going to say to people? What, what is it that somebody would sit down and read? And then structure it. I'm the structure girl. Right. So you put it in an outline, and then you just bite off you know, right. little, little pieces. But don't feel you have to do the whole thing all at once. Right. No. I, I, I've, um, I've written three books. My third book just I came out last week. Congratulations, I know. Killing Cats Leads the Rats, about I, unintended consequences in business. But... What I've found personally and from talking to other authors is many times people think they have all this content, but when they actually make the commitment to put it down, they realize they don't have 30,000 words. And if they have 30,000 words, they're not the right 30,000 words that are going to be the book. So don't get disappointed when you put all your initial energy yeah. into it. That That's not the finished product. That's really just the starting line, isn't right. it? Right. Exactly. I don't, I don't know how exactly. you do it. You know, a lot of times 
it sounds like you just thought about what it is you do and you were able to articulate it in writing. Well, you know, to me, and I, in my book, I talk like I'm talking to one person. I'm okay. talking to you. And okay. I'm, I'm, for example, uh, you know, I, I, one thing I said, which my husband laughed at, I said, so you're, you didn't prep. And now you're sitting 10 minutes before you get to the customer and you're doing the dashboard prep. How's that working for you? What are you thinking? Right. You know, and I'm, I write that way. You do. It's fun. And I'm just Tough literally, love. when we're done here, I'm going over to finish the audio book. I've got oh, one wow. more chapter and oh. it'll be on audio on Amazon. So you, you decided to read the book yourself? I did. Okay. I did. And how did you decide that? Because I hired somebody to do it because I, I mean, just tell well, me I'm an why. actress. Oh. I'm, I had that background. So I'm not anymore, right. God forbid. No. But but I thought, you know what? And plus, it's my voice. Uh-huh. And I say things like, oh, he don't know straight up from Sikkim. You yeah. know, I say crazy things in my books. So okay. Who's going to say that? Right. So you say it with the authenticity <laughs> of yeah. the author, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So who would you recommend reads this book? We, I, clearly, it's salespeople oh. should read this book. But th would you recommend a CEO who's not? Absolutely, because okay. I think a lot of times our C-level people, and I love you, but sometimes you're so disconnected from what's really going on down right. in your sales ranks, you're not clear. Right. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been in front of C-levels, and I've said, we've got it, we have to, you know, I, I highly recommend you let me come in and work with your people. Oh, we don't need that. Right. Mm. Yeah. We're good, thank yep. you. Yeah, we're good. So when you engage with a middle market company in their sales force, when do they start seeing evidence of results and change of behavior? And immediately. Immediately, mm -hmm. if not sooner? Yeah, okay. because you're going to see a mind shift in the people. That's what it takes. They're so excited. Okay. They've got a energized, and again, they've got the structure. They know what to do. Do you find that your trainees, the people who read your book, take your courses, take what you've taught them and begin to personalize it a little bit as oh, well? Oh, yeah. You want it to, it's got to be to them. Okay. It has to be to their personality. What I've given is the outline for them to follow. Right. They've forgotten that or they were never taught that. Okay. Especially about a lot of the young, young people in the tech mar in the, uh, the uh, tech markets. Yeah, mm -mm. high technology. Mm -mm. They, they yeah. give them a script and they expect them to know and they become disillusioned and it's like a swinging door. But, you know, I, I find with uh, Jen... X millennials, they like to be mentored and coached. So I would think this Count type me of a, in. right, this type of training would be very they would they would value the fact that the employer is doing yeah. it for them. Yeah. And, and it's sort of like uh, you, when you go somewhere for the first time, it's nice to either have the GPS loaded or a map. I mean, after you've been there a couple of times, then you you improvise. Right. But in the beginning, having a a step nine step process would I would think right. would take some of the uncertainty out of how this is going to and go. And it's all adapted to them. Right. It's not it's not this, oh you must read it like this. Right. Mm -mm. Yeah. Not, no, we work on it. Right. But the real critical part too that a lot of people don't know how to do and that is how do you answer an objection? Yeah, get defensive. Oh my yeah, yeah. And you never answer. Here's another one last one. <laughs> uh oh. Never Getting all kinds of nuggets here. Yeah. Never ever should you answer an objection at anywhere until after you've given your recommendation, period. Really? You don't have enough information to answer it. And if somebody keeps giving you an objection, you gotta stop and think, why are they doing that? Right. Their frame of mind is off. Okay. How do you, how do you have a meaningful conversation if their head's not there? Okay. So you need to stop the conversation and find out what's going on. How do you do that? Richard, it seems to me that there's something, there's something bothering you, is there? Hmm. You get into character really fast. I, 
This is awesome. But the point, and that's what I do with my pee. Oh my gosh! Right. I just gave a present. workshop last week, and I put them on a hot seat. We okay. had them in the at the front of the room, and we had them role playing. And oh, they learned. You learn just as much as you do in the customer as you do in the I, rep. I so believe that salespeople used to chafe on at the idea of role playing, and I said, I know you're going. Whatever you say here, you're going to say out there. So say it now, and you're going to remember it because right. sweat is coming down your back, <laughs> right? You're right. It's like, oh, mom, my you're peers right. are watching me. Yeah, I just went to the Angels games last night. They they spent several weeks in spring training preparing to come and do what they've been doing all their life because they know they need to practice. That's right. That's what role playing is, right? That's right. Take some That's practice right. before you get live fire out there in the marketplace. Do it in the safety of your own company Absolutely. with someone like you who can pick up the like the pitching coach. Well, didn't you do that? Them. Didn't you role play and didn't yes. you practice yes. and rehearse? How would you get to be so good at what you do? I was lucky. No. <laughs> you rehearsed. Yes, I did. And it's no yeah. different. You still you rehearse. Yes. Well, this has been just awesome. So I can't I can't stop the interview Chiquita without saying how does someone find your book? Oh, Amazon. You can go to Amazon. Don't sell, let them buy. And there's no you in my name. It's Chiquita with Q-E-E-T-A. Yes, thank you. No thank you, you, please. And Jameson? Grima- yeah. How do you spell Like the name? whiskey. J-A-M-E-S-O-N. Nice. Chiquita, like, un- misspelled like the banana. And the other thing, you can go to my website, ChiquitaJameson.com. What else did you get? Oh, my book. You can go through there. And and the audio book will be a audible? Oh, that'll come in the, yeah, that's coming. Okay. Yeah, we got to load that in. Right, that takes a little bit of time. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. this has been just totally enjoyable. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. No, I love to, I think My you... goal is to help as many people in sales okay. and to help as many entrepreneurs and C-level managers. Your people need help, guys. I'm, I'm here to help. Right. I, I take that. And That's I, awesome. I want to give back. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass Community. Chief Thank you. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, that's going to end this segment of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I need to thank our engineer, none other than Paul Roberts, our producers, who, without whom we wouldn't have a show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. Thank you, ladies. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, the easiest way is go to LinkedIn, Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I, Richard Franzi. We can start our conversations with LinkedIn, and then we can move in other directions, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter the website, the blog, and the rest of the things that we do. So until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.